Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour with Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on each weekday evening from 5 till 6 here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Barry Scott, how are you? I'm good, Jim. You said, God. you said to me coming over in the car, these weeks are fair flying around, <laughs> aren't they? Well, when you get to my age, you don't... <laughs> This, t- this time two weeks it'll be all over I know I said and, it today and, and you'll have a lucky 15 up well I said two weeks of course is Stephen's day so you'll have a, a lucky 15 up and you'll be after having seven draws up oh. in all the soccer you'll be laughing Cueve Cueve Renan you and me are going to have some yeah. lamenting to do later on because Man United and Chelsea are just a disaster can we all become Blackpool fans though yeah yeah Blackpool, no, Blackpool <laughs> won if you could stay in the third division if they could leave you in, in oh, the yeah, one well, there. I don't mind staying there as long as we don't go to the one under. Yeah. Of course, we're missing the fourth uh, wheel tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack, booked, uh, when the fixtures for the Champions League came out first, this, this Manchester United versus Bayern Munich on the last night appealed as, an, as a wonderful fixture to be at. So Jack has gone over there tonight to, I don't know, they're looking for a miraculous set of things to happen tonight to, in order to qualify, but... We'll maybe, talk. maybe while he's over there he's trying to straighten things out. Yes, <laughs> he could nearly talk out. He'd be as good as some of the lads that are playing for United. But anyway, we'll look back at all things Premier League and we look ahead at Premier League and Champions League and everything later on in the programme. As always, our text number is 086-353-7782 if you'd like to contribute anything to the programme. That's 86 086- 353-7782 you'll also get us on WhatsApp on 087-4011-887 thetaxback.com of course sponsored the text line which is of course a Clune Tech company but as always we'll be joined we, I beg your pardon as always we'll go with the local stuff first we'll be join, joined on the line in a few minutes by Evergreen manager Gary Marr but just quickly we'll have a look back at the results from the weekend just gone by there's no fixtures of course this weekend the last Sunday before before Christmas so that, that's always a blank weekend for junior football so the weekend just gone by. There was two games played in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division. Dean Celtic, they got back into winning ways. They had five wins from their first six games. They won 3-0 away to Callan. Good win there. I thought that match might be a little bit closer. Two good young teams. So good win for Dean Celtic there. Good start to league season continues. And Booters, they played their first league game in a while and they came out 2-1 winners away to Stony or away to Thomastown. They got the job done early. They were 2-0 up after 15 or 20 minutes there. Thomastown's goal came as the ultimate consolation right at the debt there was only one game played in the Division 1 league Castle Warren they'll be disappointed they dropped points at home to Tullerone uh, one all draw there a uh, good point for Tullerone in their battle against relegation it's looking more and more like you know that Evergreen B and Lions are going to potentially fight out that t- that Division 1 le- uh, title um, chase maybe Ormond Villa with a few games behind might get involved in the act Castle Warren are still there but they, they need to they need to get back on the winning track you know they're after dropping points over the last few weeks the Division 2 league and the big game here was Booters B against Stoney for top of the table and Booters B 100% record continues they're 9 from 9 that puts them 3 points ahead of Stonyford and they also have 2 games in hand East End are 5 points behind with 1 game in hand of Booters so all in all you know it's looking increasingly like Booters B are going to be the strongest team in that league Stonyford East End and New Park given chase um, that league is going to split in a few weeks time but you'd have to fancy Booters B ultimately are going to end up winning that league 
there was no games <coughs> other than that played in in league football but in the Leinster Junior Cup uh, we had three Kilkenny teams in action two of them bowed out New Park they put up a good fight they were beaten 3-2 away to Kilcock Celtic and Kildare uh, Bridge United looks like they were outclassed against New Oak they were beaten 6-0 in Gores Bridge that's a good way you know that's a really good New Oak side and that's a side New Oak that would be fancying their chances of going a long way in this Leinster Junior Cup Evergreen they were the one that Kilkenny team that got through last weekend a good 1-0 win at home to Baldile United we'll talk to Gary in a minute about that there was three games played in the St. Canis's Credit Union Ladies League Mill Celtic and Evergreen FC 2 drew 3 all Evergreen FC their other team they won 3-0 at home to East End and Lions they went to Thomastown and won 2 nil. Quickly, our three interleague sides that were in action at the weekend all emerged victorious. Our under 14s won 6 nil at home to Wicklow. Our under 15s won 2 1 at home to Wexford Boys. And our under 16s won 4 3 at home to South Tipperary. As I said, uh, there's no games this weekend because it's the last Sunday before Christmas. So I'm joined on the line for a catch up about a great start to the season in all competitions for Evergreen. And that's the manager, Gary Maher. How are you, Gary? Good thanks, lads, and yourselves. Ah, yeah, Mr. Lucas, we're, we're getting made. Sent. Bear, Bear posted his letter to Santi there on the way over, Gary. You know yourself, so he's hoping he's for the best. He's costing me a fortune with all these draws and backing every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, <laughs> I hope you have more sense than that. Gary, we haven't had you on for a while. Um, you know, Christmas is upon us, and uh, you, you must be very happy with how everything is going from an Evergreen perspective. Yeah, look, I suppose we're sitting here now, I suppose the first half of the season over, um, we, we've had a great start, we're still in all, we, we entered three outside competitions this year in Leinster Junior, the FAI Junior and the Leinster Senior Cup, we're still in all three competitions, we're still in the Mar Shield, we've gone through the first couple of rounds of that and we've, we've been successful in three open outings in the in the league campaign, so at this moment in time, look, we're, we're really happy where we're at, at at this point, yeah, definitely. Look, at the most recent one, so we'll start with the Leinster Junior Cup, that was a good win last weekend, 1-0 against Baldoyle, they were a top top side a few years ago and I'm taking it by how tight the game was they were they were a good side last weekend as well yeah, they weren't they weren't bad side uh, we actually we actually when the draw was made it was Gory Rangers or Baldile uh, was due to chaos in the Keldros we were actually fully expecting to be playing Gory that we thought Gory would beat them you know and uh, Baldile went down and beat Gory 2-1 in Gory so from that way as soon as I saw that result we knew we were going in for a really tough game yeah they were decent side but on the day I suppose the conditions were really tough there was a strong gale blowing up the up the Kells Road and we just, just made the game it probably spoiled the game you know it was a game of two halves when it was going into what we defended the win in the first half and controlled the game really well and in the second half we had the win but again it was it was very difficult to break them down and lead lane they got a great header from a, from a corner so it, it was a tight game a tough affair but look we're just happy to see to come out on the right side and, and we're in the last 32 of that competition now and look it'll be a, a competition we'd have as Going hopefully to the going to the latter stages. And yeah, just quickly a result. You know, I know you don't like talking about other clubs. That was a that was an impressive win for New Oak up in Gorsbridge. New Oak must be a really good side, Gar, are they? Ah, yeah. Look, New Oak, look, New Oak. You one of them, them sides that you always be when you're looking at these draws. You be, you be keeping an eye on them all the time. Any team that can go to Gorsbridge and win six 0 but like New Oak have some fantastic. Like, Dean Kelly is, is as good a junior player as you find anywhere in the country. You know, he's a, he's a top player. And I see one of the free kicks he scored there online over the weekend. Uh, he's a top player. You know, look, New Oak, New Oak, a tough draw for any side, especially if, if you were to be travelling down there. So be, be a draw that everyone would be hoping to avoid. But yeah, they're they're top side and they go. I heard you say it earlier. They go a long way in this competition. Yeah. So you've had you so you're through to the last 32 of the Leinster Junior the FAI then where where, where do you stand the FAI Junior Cup Gary? The Leinster Junior or the FAI Junior yeah. we're, we, again we're in the last 32 we're waiting on the draws going to be, there's a couple of ties I think we played this weekend to finalise the last 32 of Ireland we, we played a crowd from Limerick in the last round uh, 
which we we won five nil, which we were delighted with in the last one. Say that puts in for the open draw in the last thirty two. But again, for serious competition, that draw. Uh, look, we'll be looking at that draw next Monday with with great anticipation, hoping that goes away. But there's a couple of there's a couple of long long tough journeys away for away sides in that draw. Now the Leinster Senior Cup that's an interesting one Gary because you've obviously been in that you know numerous times before but is this the furthest you've ever got to it and now I see you've qualified for the group stages which takes, which takes place in the new year and you've got a very interesting group to play uh, tell us a bit about that yeah, like so the Leinster Senior obviously is a reward for winning the league locally so whoever wins the local league has to enter in years gone by look some years we rotated players to give that game times around different things but the way it worked out this year was um we actually saw the first three draws. The draws were done three rounds in advance, and when we saw the draw, we kind of said, mm, "This might be, might be, might be a chance to get a far." Because after round three, the League of Ireland sides come into it. So the first draw saw us way up in Harwich, who, who actually knocked us out with Leinster last year. So we went up and we beat them three-two in August. Um, really tough game. We're both both teams were missing players, but then the the next round after that, we actually played Trim Celtic, who were the Leinster the Leinster Junior Cup champions on the Kells Road, and we we got over the line with them. And then we played Finglas, Finglas United, who are Leinster Senior League Cup, who would have got, uh, got into that competition by winning one of the main cups in the Leinster Senior Cup last year. So that was the three rounds. But for some reason this year now, we're around the last 16 of that cup, but they've changed the format. So instead of being just a straight knockout one match, they've set it up for four groups of four. Uh, it's probably part of the League of Ireland clubs pre-season. So there's 11 League of Ireland clubs in it and five junior sites in the, in the half. And we, we, were, we got an interesting draw. We were drawn at home to Bray away to Shelburne and at home to Wexford Dukes. Yeah, so, so they've all in for the New Year's out. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I mean, obviously, it's a, you know, they may not, you know, I, I would imagine these competitions might not, you might not necessarily be playing the full full strength sides from all those League of Ireland clubs, but they'll be still, they'll be still very strong. It's a great level of competition for you. Just purely from a from a fixture pile up point of view, it's gonna it's gonna make it interesting for you. You've only three games played in the league. You've won the three of them, so you have a very heavy schedule coming up in the new year, Gary. When are those uh, Leinster Senior Cup games down for decision? Ah, uh, there's nothing set yet. The, the only one I kind of we kind of we don't really know fully as of yet. But Shelburne have rang us, and they're looking at. So I suppose the way that the League of Ireland clubs look at, they're looking to factor it into their pre-season pre-season yeah. calendar. So uh, we've only one proposed date there. So it's in Shelburne at the moment, which is Tuesday, the 30th of January, up in Talca Park, waiting on confirmation on that. But the other ones, we're at home, so kind of we haven't got any confirmation or any talk. Yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll sit down with. Uh, with Miller over the next few weeks and see see what the plan is there, what what holds us. We obviously have a round for the FAI Junior Cup that I don't know what's going to take precinct is on the next round that's the twenty first of January. So we have to wait and see what that draw throws up next week. And like you say there we have we've only three league games played. We have to we have to try to catch up on that at some point as well. So look we'll probably get to the stage where we are probably heading the road of a couple of midweek games somewhere along the way, probably sooner rather than later. But it is it is a little worry, a little concerned in the background about the fixtures that we will have to play. But look, we've often wanted like the senior cup why why it's it, it's gonna add a bit of a complication to the fixtures there are three great fixtures that we're looking forward to, you know, to welcome Bray Wanders and Mike's reduce to the Kells Road and get to go up to Tolka Park and Shelburne and have Danny and Duff there and you know, and, and even if they only play half a side with the squad they're they're putting together already there in pre season hoping to and challenge and uh, they're coming in Premier Division next year, you know, it's only it's only great for our club you know to uh, participate in that fixture yeah, I see, uh, I see um, John Martin from, from Paulstown has signed for Shelburne for next season I think did I see that somewhere or am I, or am yeah, I imagining he, he that signed him there, yeah you know, he signed there last week from, from uh, 
from Dundalk last week for them yes look you'd be hoping that he, a couple of them lads will play that they'll be trying to bed their way and get their, their first team chance at the start of the league their next year or so but uh, what we can gather from the chat with them is their this part of their pre-season that there will be a mixture of their first team lads will be involved in the on the night so so yeah like I said it'll be great even just be up there rubbing shoulders like the Damien Duff and these lads will be just be fantastic opportunity for us it's great for you to have a squad you need but this 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 is why you build a squad the way you do Gary because you can't progress in all these competitions if you only have the same basis of 13 or 14 players and that's why the squad is so important for you yeah look we have we have a big squad now as you said but we, we were held together at our tape last couple of weeks you know we, we I think we're up to nearly 20 fixtures played already this year. I think it's 18 competitive, 18 competitive fixtures already this year, where some clubs mightn't play 18 matches, competitive matches in all season. You know, so we're up to that, up to that stage already this year, 18 fixtures. And we, we travelled to Thomas on a couple weeks ago. I think no Sam Hickey, no Tommy Earls, no Mikey Drennan, no Nate Nones in the goal, no Ethan Feeling. Uh, just to mention a few, to mention a few five or six lads. I think we was up to seven or eight fourteen players we're missing. We were still able to go down the field a strong 14, 15 players down there. So it just showed uh, the strength and we had in the squad and to win down there was, was massive for us so yeah we need a squad we're going to head into it we're probably um, we're welcome back one or two lads one of our own lads back from League of Ireland clubs uh, in January from the 1st of January to sign back with us and Dylan Hunt and Callum Gagan so we welcome them back into the club to help us to bolster the squad in the new year as well so yeah the squad is hugely important we have a massive squad but we're going to need to rotate correctly and widely in the in the new year to get through all these six years yeah because like when you throw the McCallum Cup into the equation come you know March time that's potentially six competitions that you're going to be in so you're going to need all of those players Gary you're going to need them all listen to take off yeah, look, go on one, sorry. Yeah, like we, we we had the shield as well. Like we're we're, we're in the quarterfinal the shield as well. We've the incentive to come at. Uh, oh no, we're sorry. My apologies. We're we're playing New Park in the next round of the shield away as well. For first, uh, uh, as well, we have to manage that picture as well. With obviously to catch up on our league fixtures you can see there you, you highlighted there I think Dean Celtic have six fixtures played I think like it's over seven or eight but they're all up and we're already falling a bit behind so we need to catch up on our league as well so we don't be there in March or April with a, with a massive backlog of uh, local fix, league fixtures as well so look we have to try and manage that as well but all going well look it's a good complaint to have we're delighted to be in these competitions and we want to be competing in these competitions so if you're going to the depths of these it shows you have a strong squad and you're having a good season if you get there yeah and look there's no point in entering competitions Gary if you're not going to go as far into them as you can you know what I mean and that's the reality of it and look at I suppose you know looking at the league you know that'll look after itself and the fact that you have the option of playing midweek games under the lights in the Kells Road is you know something that you have to fall back on Looking, looking at it overall, you know, I've I've been looking at the results in the in 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 the in the league in Kenny. It's it's probably going to end up boiling down. I know you you can't say it, but you I mean you, you got the win against Booters earlier on the season, and that gives you kind of it's advantage as well in the league now, having having taken three points off of Booters. I wouldn't say at this early stage we've only three matches played. There's advantage to anyone. It was, I suppose. Look, I remember listening to the show here and you talking about it was rare that I suppose we did play each other so early yeah. at that stage of the season. When I saw it up early, I actually expected it to be gone or someone to blink and you know maybe maybe call a free weekend or whatever. I didn't expect it to the go. I expected the fixture maybe to change. Look. Because it was so early, neither was wanted to be, I suppose, be behind the other at such an early stage, or knowing that you're you're at the point of no return. If you drop a fixture, if you drop, let's say, a point, or you, you draw somewhere, you know, it's gone out with your control. So that was a massive thing for us to make sure we didn't lose that fixture. So within that, look, if we look at in the way, like we, we've three booters in Thomaston, we've three booters at home in Thomaston away from home in, in the three matches. So the two of your toughest fixtures of the year, we have moved away too. So again, we're, we're quite positive and quite happy where we are in the league campaign, but. Like you say, look after yourself. I don't know. Like I think there's twists and turns. Bridge United are off to a fantastic start. I know they had a poor result last week. What seems to be a poor result there last week, but they have a lot. They have a young side. They have some quality in the team. And Connor and and Jack Tracy, they would have signed this summer and have. Uh, 
own cabin in the future. They're going to take bait when you go down there as well. It'll be tough fixture. So there's, I still believe there's still a lot of twists and turns. If you look at the end of last year, we had to fix your congestion at the end of it. We went play Bridge Night at home and Thomas at home in the space of four days and we drew both matches, which, which from the a uh, very positive position put us into chase and then last of the season against Freeboot needing the win whereas if we had a won the mother two we only needed to draw so I do feel there will be twists and turns between now and next April or May I suppose before we do play Freebooters again so there's a lot, to, a lot of football to be played and there's a lot of you know, injuries and suspensions are going to come into it at some point Quickly Gary, I know you're on the League Management Committee we, I haven't only got a minute or two but our, our development squads uh, we had three winning teams at the weekend so overall they're going okay they're all our underage uh, development squads yeah, I got to see the under 16s on Saturday or on Sunday morning. Probably, probably not the strongest squad that we've had there in recent years, but a very good win against South Tipperary for Dennis and Lads. I know the under 15 boys there uh, uh, would be hoping to go very far in them competition after having a great Kennedy Cup last year. They're actually losing one nil going into the latter stage of that game, and they were they were well the stronger team from what reports I hear. They were well on top in the whole game, and just they actually got two goals in injury time to win for for Davy Mull and the lads there. So it was a great win for them. And then Robbie Lawler had, had a very convincing win there with the with this year's Kennedy Cup squad. So yeah, all all positive. All the squads are going well. They're all very competitive. Uh, so let's hope hoping like last year's under twelve, you got a bit of silverware. Be hoping this year that one of the teams can bring in a bit of silverware later in the year. But they're all going really well. There's a lot of participation. Will Will Kingsfield's really involved this year? Something that wasn't there in the past. Our, our regional development officer. So yeah, it's a lot of positive stuff going on there. So let's hope it reaches the awards as we go through the season. As always, Gary. Listen, thanks a million. Um, there's a fair chance that between between January and June we'll talk to you a good few times, looking at all the competitions you're in, and uh, the best of luck. And I hope you progress in them all. All right, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk after thanks. Christmas. All right. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks very much. Chat to you soon. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye. Thanks a million. You know, it's you know I know lads. If you say ask should they have to, they could, you know if you, you'd, you'd hear big Rogers ask should they have the players and have this and but you still have to manage the players. You still have to win matches and get through all these competitions. Oh, yeah, and yeah. look at I know the Leinster Senior Cup and Gary, you know, is not going to say that, but it is going to maybe put them under a small little bit of pressure from a fixer's point of view. But for the players to be able to go and oh, pitch yeah, and, and play yeah, against yeah. the likes of Shelburne and Bray Wonders and all, it's great for them. And it's only going to you know. So it's a there's a brilliant second half of the season. It looks like uh, ahead. Well, I, I, for I, would really, I would really love to see their name on the FAI yeah well Junior I mean look but well, I'm sure Gary would as well uh, I know I, I know he would take it we were waiting for that to happen a long long time ah yeah well it'll, it'll happen someday it'll happen someday who's to say it'll happen this ok we better go <laughs> and pay a few bills we'll take an ad break when we come back we look at the Premier League results from the weekend just gone by BTW.ie sponsors coverage of the Kilkenny and District League on Community Radio Kilkenny City. TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. <coughs> Uh, just give out the text number once again, 86 353 If you have any contributions or thoughts you'd like to make to the programme, that text line, of course, is sponsored by Clunt or by taxback.com, which is a Clunt Tech company. You can also get us on WhatsApp, 0874011887. Just on the ad, the promo that just went out before, the, the uh, just after the break, or before we came back, the Split the Pot draw is on next Wednesday night. It's a massive, you know, there's 1,500 quid to the winner and there's um, 500 to 500 second, 300 third, a number of prizes coming after it. And look at, to all the soccer clubs out there, I know that we've been in touch with the GA clubs and I'll be sending out an email to the soccer, to some of the lads in the soccer clubs. It's a great, it's a good opportunity as a fundraiser, you know what I mean? Maybe to invest, maybe, you know, invest 40, 50 quid into, in, 
and uh, in buy a number of envelopes be in the raffle yeah. be in the hat for 1500 euros so you could do you could yeah, do worse to true. invest in that so I'll, I will be sending an email out to everyone over the next <laughs> over the next 24 hours or so just to mention that alright look at lads there was two rounds of fixtures played since we um in the Premier League since we were here last obviously we're not going to be able to go back on everything so we'll just handpick everything that happened over the la- over the last week since we were here Cueve so we have to start with Aston Villa two games two one nil victories at home one again Man- at Man City one again Arsenal uh, two brilliant results you, could, you have to be talking about them in the context of, of a championship race at the moment anyway at least a title race yeah well they're in the mix for it anyway um, and just when you're saying about the text line Seamus Brophy texted in he said as well ex-Arsenal manager doing great things at Villa and like that showed up Arsenal and, and, and showed up uh, City as well like and they could have had more against City. I think they could have had three or four against City, yeah. I thought, the way they played against them. Um, you know, Arsenal probably put it up to them a little bit more, but it, it, it's amazing to see where they come. I kind of had a look during the week just at where teams were this time last year. Mm. Philip were in the bottom half of the table, I think, this yeah. time last year. And it's amazing like, that Emery has come in, completely changed it. The couple of players he's brought in, I mean, they're not... You wouldn't say it's a, it's a team full of megastars, but he has them working unbelievably mm. well and you have to yeah. put them in the mix for top four uh, at least credit. Apart, apart from the manager who has done a terrific job the one man that stands out for me with Aston Villa is McGinn yeah John McGinn McGinn yeah. is everything that Bruno Fernandes is not yeah. he's a leader he goes out and he gets the job done he's able to get the best out of his players but he's always there he's terrific he's the right keen in, in present day football yeah, he's, he's that exactly he's not a world class player but no, I mean, he, he'll, but he's, he'll put in a serious he's a wonderful shift. player yeah, yeah. you, you know, know ultimately lads you know s- squad depth is probably going to go uh, against them between you know will, yeah. but they're definitely in the, in the, in the hunt for uh, top four are. and if you look at how poor United Chelsea Newcastle are how inconsistent Spurs are you know they have and you know Brighton are not having anything close to no. the season they had last season they're seriously in the top four mix without a shadow of a doubt it's hard to see them lasting the, last the pace in a title race but they're definitely they're definitely in the, in the conversation for the top oh, four without a doubt you know Man City you know lost against Villa then you know weren't massively impressive against Luton and you know they were missing Rodri they were missing you know Haaland against, yeah. uh, against Luton they're not flying in all cinders. I know, they're, they're still favourites to yeah, win the title, they are, yeah. but yeah. they're not certainties. No, but looking back at the previous seasons, their best stuff always comes from January on. And everybody is, you know, running them down again. And it could just happen, as Keith mentioned there earlier on, they could hit a winning run of 10 or 12 games and bang. Arsenal, you know, they, they lost against Villa. They won their midweek fixture, you know. So, you know, they were they were... You know, they were better against Villa than City were. Villa were kind of hanging on against Arsenal where they were much more comfortable against City. And look at that, teams lose games. That's the way it is. And and Arteta won't be massively disappointed. He was crying about some VAR decision again, but he's always crying about them. Yeah, like, I mean, I I, I caught the second half of the game. I was on the way home from here. I was here on Saturday and on the way home and, and watched the second half. And from what I saw, I mean, Arsenal were growing into the game and they looked like the better team. And I think Arteta got it wrong. Now, I know he was up in the stands, but he took off Martinelli at a time when... Martinelli was kind of the player who was was trying to get in behind him and he brought on Trassard and it just didn't work because they kept trying that playing the ball over the top to try and beat the offside trap and 
Trossard wasn't quick enough to get in behind him and I think that they, they actually missed Martinelli, Martinelli really for that second half because they could have got a goal back into it I mean you see it there again Kai Havertz just I don't understand what's going on with that. You'd feel sorry for him in a way, but yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, but I, I still think I, I still think Arsenal are going to be there thereabouts. It'll be between themselves, and I think as as said, their City are going to go on another one of those amazing runs again. I still think it's going to be between Arsenal and City. Uh, for well, I disagree. I think Liverpool are seriously in the mix. Mm. I think Liverpool are seriously in the mix because you know last season City all you know. The, the target was Arsenal all the time. They had to. They were chasing down Arsenal, chasing down Arsenal. This season, they could have to chase down Arsenal and Liverpool, and that's going to make it a tougher endeavour for City. Liverpool, you know, got the job done against Palace the weekend. They were one 0 down. Up red card went their way. Ayew was sent off. You know, they're. I I think myself now. I think Liverpool have been riding their luck a little bit. And they have. No, they're. I'm not denying they're. They're good. But they're not the team they were three or four years ago. And their look might just run out. And the firepower is a big thing, lads. They have serious yeah. firepower. But but again, I mean, we were talking about squad depth for Villa. It's not a whole lot of squad depth there, really, at Liverpool again. I mean, like, you think, say, Salah gets injured or one of the, maybe Van Dijk or someone like that gets injured again. Then they're back into the doldrums, I think, again, because you're looking at the bench and they still haven't got... That the top quality players there they're, they're, they've been lucky enough for, the, for a good few seasons where they've been able to keep lads reasonably fit um, I think it's the Africa Cup of Nations is that this year? See, that is yeah and, and you see, see like Salah's going that's going to be a long time Salah be away for a couple of weeks Yeah, well, it's going to be away because Egypt will be one of mm. the stronger sides over there we'd keep an eye on that I still think Liverpool are in the mix and if all the Liverpool fans are listening they're only saying that Cashin's only saying that now to put the mockers on us but I'm not I'm mean, <laughs> sure you that ok look at the elephant in the room Manchester United I've been telling ye all along that there's I won't say the can't just now. What time is the watershed? What time, yeah, what time can you curse? What time can you curse live on air? Have I a beat Are the, are the oh. radio ma- the ma- management are upstairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ask him yeah. what time can I curse on that live on air? Look at they got the job done in midweek against Chelsea. They were abysmal against Bournemouth at the weekend. That's as good as they are. They were to think Ten Hag got manager of the month and and, and Harry Maguire got player of the month. 24 hours before they played Bournemouth Bear, I've been telling you all along this is not a good Man United side the league table is false the <laughs> points total is false the few games that they have won this season they've scraped together they will lose against Bayern Munich I believe tonight and if they're beaten by Liverpool on Sunday and we'll be talking about next weekend's f- uh, fixtures after the after the next ad break I reckon Ten Hag is in serious trouble there oh, he's in serious trouble uh, even now <laughs> but I agree with that but Whatever about losing to Liverpool, if they're embarrassed by Liverpool, which could easily happen. And I mean, there were a shambles again, Bournemouth. There've been a shambles in a lot of matches this year, but again, Bournemouth were terrible. Yeah, now look, to be fair, Bournemouth are playing well, and Bournemouth had it off to a tee. You know, they played, their game plan was spot on, um, you know, but the reality is and Manchester United fans are going to have to realise this you know this is not a good side this is a side devoid of confidence devoid of spirit it's epitomised by that I can't again can I curse <laughs> that Bruno Fernandes I wouldn't have him anywhere near the club never mind the team never mind captain of the team He and, and I don't care anyone says he talked himself into that last minute yellow card against Bournemouth just so that he wouldn't have to face the, the, the hostilities at Anfield at the weekend and Cueve you know 
this is a gutless show and, 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 and look we'll come to Chelsea in a minute because yeah. United outplayed Chelsea in midweek and that'll tell you there how poor Chelsea are let's incorporate Chelsea into this conversation yeah, now. yeah well like, just on United I mean I'm hearing what you're saying and hearing right they, they have been playing very badly but at the end of the day it's a results business you're sitting six points outside the top four like if you're looking at United now would you have expected to be any higher do you know what I mean like it's I can't see I know I see I like that you, the, the performances are not good they're not good you're, but you're still there thereabouts but that's a reflection maybe on the other teams because I tell you the performances are, are, are poor very very poor and what's happening behind the scenes with the likes of Jaden Sancho with Varane Right, Varane has been like Harry Maguire. Varane now is receiving the Harry Maguire treatment. Um, you know what's Martial. happening with Martial? Like what he's doing, picking Martial. You know, obviously there's a problem with Rashford now as well. And and you know, I'm not saying changing Ten Hag is not going to is not going to solve the problem. But I reckon that if if the results go as badly as I think they're going to go over the next five days, the board are going to be left with no choice because the fans are going to go are going to revolt against them, and that's going to be the yeah, end. Well, of of course, this new man is moving in this week, isn't he, Radcliffe? Mm -hmm. You know, you remember and United were beaten six or seven nothing by Liverpool was it last season or the season before yeah. and they're going to go there on Sunday and they're going to get hockeyed by Liverpool and that's going to be the end of Ten Hag because the fans so. are going to revolt so. lads okay because I, like, I, I hear I know and if Jack was here I know what he'd say he'd say Ten Hag in because I, you know, I follow him on the YouTube and, on yeah, the, no, and I understand and, and I, I, I understand and yeah. I'm not saying changing Ten Hag is, 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 is necessarily going to answer, solve no. I'm not saying it, but it's what's going to happen uh, yeah. because the, the fans are just going to revolt mm -hmm. You're a Chelsea fan. Tell me about yeah, Chelsea. Well, you're talking about revolts. Like, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've been here and I've been trying to nearly be flippant about what we're talking about with Chelsea. And But the last two games, especially, I mean, you mentioned there the performance against United. That was the worst I think I've seen for a very, very long time. Went out against Everton and people were saying, oh, they played a bit better. Still got bet 2 0 and were actually nearly kicked off the field by Everton. Do you know, and, and looking at how Everton played. That's that's the only way Chelsea need to be playing at the moment. Mm. Was the way and the way Sean Dyche hasn't played, but again Chelsea looks so easy to play against. Um, and I I said it to you earlier on. I I think looking at the fixtures we have coming up, people are saying, oh, the run of fixtures now are going to be easy. Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away. The way we've been playing against those teams like that. Yeah. I, I I where do we like right? Do you beat Palace at home? Well, they surely beat Sheffield United, United at home, but Wolves and and when you say Wolves and Palace, Wolves and Palace are two teams that are level with us on points. Yeah. If we, you know, lose those two games, mm. we're down 15, 16 in the table. I would say if we don't pick up at least six points from those four games before the new year, Pochettino is gone. Um, <sighs> because I I just I can't like this is it, we're sold on this project this this you know Chelsea have bought spent this billion pounds and we're, we're it's a project over the next few years and all that but nothing has changed Pochettino has come in we're still the same as we were last season if not even worse than last season um, you know he hasn't put in a system into this team there seems to be very ill-disciplined and they're all over the place in what they're trying to do I, I, I wouldn't like to see him gone but some, I don't know what, ha what has to change I mean with, with Frank Lampard I don't think Frank Lampard did much better with his team mm. than, than Pochettino was doing. Same as Graham Potter. It's hard, hard to disagree with that, you know. But he's and Cueve had brought Everton into the equation, and and they're really putting up a fight. And and even in spite of this ten point reduction, bear Everton are going to be okay. I mm. think they will. You know, they've they've been terrific over the last month. You know, they're after the fans, everybody there. They've got together. The team are doing it on the pitch. Well, I mentioned Pickford. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Even Pickford hasn't 
conceded a goal in the last three or four matches. So it's about. Even look at the players. I mean, watch it say the Chelsea match in particular. Decore there, who was kind of out in the cold yeah. under Lampard. Talking yeah. about Lampard again. He's after scoring eleven goals yeah. in the last so many games for him. Um, it's, it's funny what you're saying that there, Keith, because managers differ, you know, and some lads like this lad and some lads like the other. But some managers are able to get the best out of lads, you know, and it often makes a big difference. But sure, that's, isn't that not the dictionary definition of a good manager? Yeah, to get course, the best yeah, out of the players yeah. that you have. And that's the problem with the likes of Pochettino and Ten Hag at the yeah, moment. Yeah. They're not getting the best out of the players yeah. that they have, and that's a problem. It comes back again, I think, lads. These lads are getting too much money. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing. For me, Chelsea, I struggle to call them a team at the moment it's the squad of players yeah but you wouldn't, call United, you wouldn't call United a team yeah. either and I, and, I, and I think you know and I, I know people say that I'm you know my life is in United and it, maybe it is but you know there's a very good reason for that you, you, you mentioned the managerial change Sheffield United came in they got their win the other day Wilder is back they were competitive enough against Liverpool midweek as well and you know that Bournemouth are starting to pick up points Burnley are starting to pick up points Luton are remaining contact this relegation battle could be interesting oh, yet before, you know. the likes of Knott's Forest are definitely and in the, in the, in the Crystal Palace and Crystal Palace yeah. could be sucked this, this relegation battle could be interesting yet time yeah I mean like they're all some of those like we, we said it last week if Crystal Palace hadn't had such a great start to the season yeah, they could be in big big bother Brentford now are kind of I think the big thing is missing Tony and then is it Mbwemo is out, he's out, he's out now as well, well yeah. so they're you know, key key players a lot of these clubs are, are not you know the, the, the Premier League lads this season is the oh, fact yeah. that United are so high up and it tells you how poor it is and I don't care and that's what you that's, that's the bottom line quickly you know before we take a break um, you know Spurs you know like this is an enigma now this is it's, I don't know how you describe it like but you know the, the Spurs and Newcastle but Newcastle are really feeling the pinch the squad depth is the problem at Newcastle we always felt that Champions League football and, and trying to emulate what they've done last season they have a number of players out injured suspended and uh, they're not going well well the thing I thought Newcastle looked a really tired team last yeah time. because he's not now have to be, that's you know. the, the other side of that is that Spurs are so full of energy that they made them look as, you know, that tired as yeah. they were. But look, Spurs were really terrific last Sunday. Yeah. They were great. But even in the games they're losing, they're terrific to look at. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And the needed to be there against Newcastle because of the way things were trending. Um, but again, yeah, look, Newcastle... They, they had to be tired with with so many injuries and the lads these lads See, are playing week playing the same yeah, as every week he has, that's, he has to that's, that's, that's the thing about yeah. squad depth lads that's, but that's the whole principle oh, of squad true. depth is that you're able to rest players and you're able to get yeah. keep players as close to their peak as possible you know so anyway that's a look back at everything that happened or is, are a lot of things that happened since we were here last but of course it's what's coming up with the weekend ahead is what we're going to contend with after this commercial break Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part three the third and final part of Offside your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City quickly the text number is 86 that number is sponsored by taxback.com a Cluntech company and we have a few in there just pick one or two yeah there. there's a couple there we'll, we were talking about Liverpool there um, and Mills in, you know, Liverpool are going very well and other text well if Liverpool lose Salah they bring in Diaz or Gakpo their problems might be at the back well, yeah we kind of alluded to problems being at the back but yeah and, and again, they've lost Matip for the rest of the season yeah. now as well yeah, again we said look 
Salah, Diaz or Gakpo, right, the replacements, but they're not. They're, they're no more Salah. No, but they're still, they're still, they're still serious players. Like yeah. put it this way, Lewis Diaz would be on the Man United team. They had him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. But there's no, there's no question of that. Yeah, like, a know. few of the lads in town here might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look at lads. The weekend ahead, we, we we have the Friday night football back this weekend. I think I love the Friday. I love the eight o'clock kickoffs on a Friday or a Saturday night. I just just think there's mm. a bit of magic about them. Uh, Forest at home to Spurs. You know, Forrest under pressure. Cooper is under pressure now. They, they, he was, you know, he they they made the decision last season to hold on to him, and it paid off, and they stayed up comfortably enough in the end. But for long periods last season, it looked like they were under. Uh, Cooper was under pressure. He's under pressure again, uh, he is, yeah. and uh, you know they got all their majority of their points last season at home. They haven't been doing that well this season at home or away, and. Uh, but they were very good about five or six weeks ago they won at home to Aston Villa the last time Aston Villa lost a game or thing and, and I, I was really impressed with Forrest that time but they've lost you know the, the, the Iwamni or whatever you call your man that was up front scoring all the goals and uh, you'd have to fancy Spurs to beat him Friday night they would yeah now Forrest will fight and all those teams down in that section of the division will fight but Spurs I think will have too much for them you know, like the one thing that Spurs crave is they're just going to go and they're going to play the same way whether they're at home or away. They're going to go, they're yeah. going to play that side. They're going to have these, whatever I don't know how you describe the way these full backs play. Your man Udogi, mm-hmm. it well, he's a, he's an Italian. He's only twenty years of age, a serious, uh, serious player. He was out on loan with someone last season, and when when uh, whatever you call him, Pastacoglu came in, <laughs> and he looked at all the players that they had out at loan yeah. across Europe and across the world. He brought this lad back, and this guy looks like a serious player, and uh, you know. It's be very hard to back against Spurs against anyone, Cueve. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, especially the way of North and Forest, and their, their form is really, really dipping. Again, being at home, they will put up a fight, but Spurs are going to Spurs will outscore them, and that, that's all they have to yeah, do. Yeah. I think will. Okay, into Saturday then, and we have uh, four three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. Nothing that really sets the pulses racing. Bournemouth at home to Luton, and where you like at the moment, Bournemouth are one of the farm sides. Like I mean, and they beat. Everyone has spoken about the United Bournemouth game last weekend about how poor United were, and they were. But some credit to Bournemouth because yeah, Bournemouth were excellent. Yeah, yeah. They were and excellent. Look, they're the type of team now. I think they have no trouble with Luton. They're on the up, and I I did say early in the season that they would go down, where I can tell you I was wrong. I, and the way they're playing at present, they could finish in the top half of the day. Yeah, and they brought in a new manager, um, you know, untried, obviously, at Premier League level. But, you know, it took him a while to find his feet and for the players to find their feet. But they have a very defined style. They're, you know, very, very quick on the break, good side, and you'd have to fancy him to beat Luton, uh, Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, they're unlucky not to be five out of five. I mean, they were unlucky against Villa. Um, yeah, farm, farm side in the league. You're going, you're at home against Luton as well. Can't see it in other than a Bournemouth yeah. win, really. So we're putting Bournemouth down to win. Okay, <laughs> Cueve, Chelsea home to Sheffield United. Um, look at this, is a must win game for Chelsea. Yeah, it's proverbial or bust, like really, for, for Chelsea, especially against Sheffield United. If they can't pull a result in here, <coughs> they might as well forget about it because it's, yeah. you know, Sheffield United, we've said it the last two weeks, as Jack, right. Jack had done his notes, are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. another team there they're playing against which are pretty terrible as well but if they don't if, if they don't get a result here I think it's yeah. panic but stages. you see after Sheffield United winning last weekend and the new manager in the whole lot they into this on a high but like it's a game Chelsea be 1-4 to four, and they should win the game and they should win it comfortably if they don't 
something serious yeah. yeah but you know so we will we'll give Chelsea the nod another home win looks likely in the next game City at home to Crystal Palace not firing on all cylinder City the number of players out for a variety of reasons they still win at home to Crystal Palace don't I think they, they will yeah I think you know looking at Palace I think they're sinking and sinking they're going to get caught up in this relegation battle you think so? I do. I be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. I think that the, the likes of Forest and, and the likes of Forest and Palace are in danger. Of getting everyone just assumed that say Luton and Burnley and Sheffield United would be cut adrift. And for you know for a, a number of weeks it looked that way. Mm. Throw Everton into the mix as well. But they, they, we, I think we all agree they're going to be okay. But like Burnley and Bo- and Burnley, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Luton are all battling and playing uh, playing well, and the likes of Palace and 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 Forest in particular are in danger of being sucked in, and it's hard to see Palace getting that enough of City in, in the Etihad. No, um, I mean again, look as we said earlier on, Palace were lucky with the, the start they've had. They're missing a couple of kilos, Eze and Elise. Yeah, like they're the big they're two, two big players. I mean, City, as you said, not firing on all cylinders, but shouldn't have to be even to to beat to beat Palace. Yeah. Newcastle are home to Fulham and you know we mentioned last weekend's games and the week and the midweek games and we didn't mention Fulham but Fulham had two massive results everyone said they've lost Mitrovic who's going to score the goals I said to myself well they're having no problem scoring goals in the last in the last great, few games yeah. and uh, Newcastle we've already mentioned the, the problems they have they have a big Champions League game tomorrow night at home to AC Milan that probably the same bunch of players are going to have to go out and play it again and, and Newcastle no certainties to bet Fulham at the weekend oh no they're not the, the fact that they're at home might give them the edge yeah because the crowd kind yeah. of carry them in, the, uh, in some the, of the, the home the, games the, don't they they have a really great support in, in James's Park you know but be a tough one yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that might be a difference I might be going for something like a draw on this one because it's the home Newcastle the home advantage that they have but I mean look Fulham because we thought maybe that Stuffin was going to get knocked out of them because of the result against Liverpool I mean they scored three against them and still lost and but to, to bounce back and score five goals there, I mean, Jimenez finally getting a goal after a good long while. He hasn't scored for ages for him. He's after scoring and, and was it? They scored five against Burnley. They scored five yeah. against West Ham and they scored three yeah. in the defeat against yeah. Liverpool. That's 13 goals oh, in three yeah. games. In fairness, lads. Yeah, like I, I know, we, I think I've said it a few times about the, the hangover that Newcastle seemed to have after the, mm. the Champions League might affect it, but I still, it's just St. James's Park. I'd, I'd be going for the draw. The half-five game Saturday evening then is Burnley at home to Everton. And uh, I'm I'm firmly in the Everton camp. Mm. You know, at the moment, I think they're playing well. I think if you took... like wh- wh- I had I had Everton in my treble at the weekend against Chelsea. I couldn't believe the price they were on Saturday. They were 2-1. to one. Now, that went into nearly even money before the off. Mm. But, like, if the 10-point deduction hadn't happened, oh, yeah. Everton would have been ahead of Chelsea going into oh, that game last oh, weekend. Oh. And uh, Burnley are improving under company, but I think Everton win away but to Burnley. But again, this is a game. If if Everton were playing Chelsea or playing some of the Crystal Palace, I might be a bit more confident. I just think Burnley are beginning to find a better form and they might squeak a draw out of this. We've... I, I still think ever I think Everton will win it. I think mean it's their away farm again. It's, it's it seems to be so much better than the home farm for some reason. I think they've only lost. Just having a look at it there. They've only lost two games away from home this season, and they, they'll they'll keep it going. I think they'll keep it going and they'll beat Burnley. Yeah, so do I. Four games on Sunday. There's a little bit more juice in a couple of these games. Uh, Arsenal home to Brighton. Brighton, similar comments apply to the Newcastle scenario. Yeah. You know, they're in Europe. Very hard to emulate the magnificent season they had last season. You know, not going well, and you'd have to fancy Arsenal to win at home to Brighton on Sunday. Yeah, I think they will, yeah. 
you know, Arsenal are playing in the Champions League at the moment, a dead rubber against PSV, so they're able to rest all their um, players ahead of this game. Arsenal win at home to Brighton, do they? Yeah, yeah. Like as I said, I still they're they're going to be City's main competitor for the title, and they have to have to win this game. Brentford are home to Aston Villa. Now Villa have are on this unbelievable run of form at home away from home they're not any, you know obviously they haven't got the same level of, of results Brentford Tony is missing your man in whatever his name is the other guy that bangs in all the goals from he was missing as well and um, if Villa are going to stay going and competing at the level they're at the moment these are the kind of games they have to go uh, and they win. They need there. to get something out of them. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they were lucky to draw away to Bournemouth a couple of weeks ago. Now, that looked a poor result at the time. It's looking a little bit yeah, better now with the way I Bournemouth agree, have improved. Yeah. But um, do, do, how do you see Villa away to Brentford? I, I think they might get, they might get through Villa. Won't yeah. be, it won't be a runaway around no. 1-0 I think, one. I think that the confidence levels that they will have achieved over the last half with the last two wins against City and Arsenal might carry them over the line here Cueve Yeah look, as we said earlier on I think Brentford are kind of trending down the way the last little while Villa are on, on an unbelievable run of farm yeah I can't see it other than a Villa win West Ham are home to Wolves Hard to call uh, this. Wolves, West, Wolves are yeah. a difficult side to beat. Wolves, yeah. West Ham will play in Europe tomorrow night. Um, but like I mean, that was a shocking result the other day for them. It was. Yeah, West Ham are capable of terrible displays. You know, they can be good, but they can be very yeah, bad. I, I can see Wolves getting something out of this. Maybe, maybe, maybe call it a draw. Because yeah, I, I was waiting for the X there from Bor. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think <laughs> I, I would say a draw on that. Um, I'd be hoping for a draw because, like I said, if Wolves, if Wolves win it, they'll jump above Chelsea in the table. Yeah. Okay. The fourth thirty game then on Sunday. Liverpool again United now look at I don't care you can throw Man City and throw Arsenal and throw Chelsea and throw all these teams and all these when Liverpool and Man United play oh, this yeah. is the ultimate oh, yeah, yeah. match in the, champ- in the Premier League and I don't care how bad one of them is going or the two of them are going when, when the results when the fixtures come out at the start of the season the first two fixtures any Liverpool or Manchester United supporter look when for they, is when, they're, when right. they're playing one another and that'll always be the case I don't care what anyone says no, and uh, I'm a Manchester United fan and I ha- give United no chance in this game on Sunday Bear. yeah I know I agree I, I, look they will there's no doubt there'll be a tough team talking the whole lot and they'll be reminded who they're playing and they have to go out and put in some sort of performance. But if they were in their very best performance, I don't see them winning. Not at all. Not a hope. Queef. Give, give, give the few, the, the five Manchester United fans out there in the in the in the vast abyss that are listening. Uh, give us some hope because I'm, I'm telling you now as we have no chance. This will be United's first draw of the season. Ah, oh. you know. Uh, I, see, yeah. that's disingenuous yeah. now. I will quit. No, 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 because I like look. I, I think you know Scott McTominay was saying in the press conference during the week that they're all behind Ten Hag and there's kind of a belief in it and with the likes of him and, and a couple of others Maguire or a few others there who seem to be really fighting for that team as you said it's it's the biggest derby in the in the league yeah, really it and, is and it's the biggest fixture and the need, those players know it the likes of McTominay and, and Maguire and you'd hope Rashford knows it as well a few others and they'll stand up because I, 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 I keep saying it I know where Liverpool are on the table Still not convinced by him. They're, I mean, they were lucky the couple of games there. Lucky against Palace. I, I think they'll be a lucky draw. Against. One all. Two I tell all you what'll be interesting is if Manchester United scored first. Yeah, well, lads, I'm <laughs> telling you now. 
as sure as eggs is eggs, as they say. There's not a snowball's chance in hell, especially if they get hockey tonight. Maybe they mightn't get hockey. It'll be interesting to see Bear what Bayern Munich do from a team selection point of view tonight because obviously they've already qualified. Yeah. All the talk today was that they're going to play their strongest side. If Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich, remember, United weren't the only team at the end of a, cra- a crazy result at the weekend. Bayern Munich lost 5 1 against Eintracht Frankfurt That's at the right. weekend yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the German league, in the Bundesliga. But, um, I think they'll be focused tonight. I think there's no love lost between United and Bayern Munich. I can see goals tonight, but Cueva, I see most of them for Bayern Munich. And even if United do get the win, they're looking for the other game to be a draw, Copenhagen and Galatasaray, and I just think not a chance. Yeah, you'd you'd wonder... You'd wonder what Eric Ten Hag will do. We're only only about two or three minutes away from seeing what the lineup is going to be. Like, is he going to say there's a lot needs to go our way? They'll, They'll fight, definitely, but... It'd be very hard to see him beat Bayern Munich. Very, very hard to see him beat Bayern Munich. Being at home might make a difference for him, but it's again, it's it's Bayern Munich. It's Harry Kane. It's these boys. Newcastle then tomorrow night. They're home to AC Milan, and they need they need to win, and they need yeah. to and they they need. Borussia Dortmund to beat Paris Saint-Germain and Borussia Dortmund have already qualified again uh, I no, think they've just ran out of steam in this group Yeah, they're putting in great efforts I have to say but it's telling on them you know <laughs> they're absolutely yeah. knackered when they're finished but I don't know I, I, I have a feeling they might fall at the final hurdle yeah Cueve yeah I just uh, have a quick look at the table yeah like they need well even if PSG and Dortmund a draw no. they draw with new PSG like yeah, so they need, Bar- they need they need to beat AC Milan and yeah. they need Dortmund to beat Paris Saint-Germain and Dortmund don't need to win so I think that that that's the real key element in that in that statement yeah. so I think it's curtains for Newcastle and Manchester United in the Champions League groups at least Newcastle if to beat AC Milan they'll qualify for the Europa, Europa League. League well would you would you want that I don't uh, know I don't know anyway as always the hour has caught up with us we've a lot of stuff that we wanted to get to but we didn't we will be back next Tuesday night we won't be here the following Tuesday because of Stevens' night uh, Kevin Lafar is up next thanks for listening and uh, talk to you next Tuesday night good night and God bless